Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Uh, So pleased you're with us. Uh, We are really getting a lot of views earlier this week. Uh, we have exceeded 12,500 views so or listens, so that, that's really exciting. There'll be quite a bit more after this, and today's guest is just going to be great. I am really, really excited. I, I probably say that every time, but this, this one I think is going to be truly special, and it's a little bit of a divergence from what we usually do because a lot of times we are speaking about financial planning, investing, our team, our practice, our people, again, our whole process taking a little bit of a deep dive under the hood. But today we have a chase, uh, a chance, excuse me, to interview Chase Griffin, who I'll introduce in just a second. We had him on a panel. We had a panel um, speak to a group of clients at the iconic Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, which is sort of uh, ground zero for college football. Chase Griffin is a graduate student at UCLA in Los Angeles. He was the quarterback of the team. He's the two-time winner of the NIL Male Athlete of the Year. He's doing something right. It was pretty impressive. All of our guests left with Chase is either going to be the president of the, the president of something here. Very, very much cut his act together. But Chase, um, that's a bit of an introduction, long-winded introduction. But how you doing? Thanks for being here. I'm doing well. No, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. We really appreciate you coming to that event. And it was so compelling. I wanted to to share the story a little bit. And we may have some sports fans who are dialed in and know what NIL is. But, you know, we have a lot of people don't even know what it is. So do you want to share a little bit about what it is? What's your role? You know, what's your path, your story, how, what, what you're doing these days? Just, just launch into it. The floor is yours. Absolutely. So NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. And it opened up a new economic pathway to athletes, not really to be paid for their play on the field, but to utilize their name, image, and likeness off the field and capture value in that. And what that means is, Athletes are now able to partner with brands to utilize their platform for brand partnerships and be paid for that. They're able to do endorsements. They're able to work and they're able to uh, utilize who they are as a person off the field and capture on that value. Before, if an athlete made music or they had a small business or they modeled saying anything of that sort, they wouldn't be able to profit uh, because that the NIL rights still had belonged to the NCAA. And this was a huge equity issue and was struck down over a number of cases. Ed O'Bannon spearheaded one of their first early cases uh, against the NCAA and EA Sports. 
and ended up winning that and set a precedent for cases to follow. As far as personally, when I got to UCLA in 2019, I had heard about NIL. There were rumblings of bills happening, especially in the state legislature in California, but I wasn't factoring that into my UCLA decision just because NIL wasn't a thing. And NIL was passed by the NCAA, well, forcibly passed after the Alston case in 2021. And so starting July, I was able to profit off of my name, image, and likeness. My first deal started with Degree. I went on to do deals with Shell, Discord, and a number of other major brands in, in multiple verticals. And over that time, I've gotten better. I've built out my brand network and I've become a market leader in the space. That's that's just amazing. I mean, it's it's uh, a lot has changed. You were in the right place at the right time. On that panel, we had a gentleman who played on two Super Bowl teams for the Dallas Cowboys in, in the 1980s, but those, yep, those opportunities were not <laughs> available back then, you know, or what have you done to become, I mean, you've... <laughs> You're used to competing at a very high level, obviously, of quarterback for a major, you know, D1 school. But then how'd you how'd you elevate yourself to the top NIL or what, what do you think? It, I'm sure there's a lot of inner work working on yourself or what what do you think makes you stand out and so appealing, I guess, to all these sponsors and your digital image and why they would pay you to, to represent them? I'm just curious your thoughts there. I think there's a lot of factors and advantages that I had. You know, frankly, uh, I'd like to believe that I'm gifted on camera, but the truth is I've had a lot of practice with the media in general. When I was in middle school, I had an article mm-hmm. written about me by ESPN calling me the quarterback most likely to succeed. When I got to high school, I went to a one horse town uh, that was similar to Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my stadium is actually in the opening credits for that show. And so I had to represent a town of around 10,000 people by the time I was 15. And I did that for three years in my senior year uh, after hours and hours of, of media training and, and interviews and radio appearances. I won the Gatorade Player of the Year, the Ford Tough Player of the Year, in and out and Whataburger Awards. And so I had experience both on camera representing something larger than myself, but also with brands. And of course, at this point, I wasn't paid for any of that. But Mm -hmm. coming to UCLA, even before NIO came to fruition, I had a lot of practice and demonstrated a prowess in that and had done a good job of cataloging that. In addition, Mm. I cataloged my academic journey. I'm about to graduate with my master's in education this Saturday Two years ago, I graduated with my undergrad in public affairs, and I did my undergrad in two and a half years and cataloged that journey. I was part of the Bruin Athletic Council representing football to the Student Athletic Council at UCLA, and I represented UCLA to the Pac-12 Council. During COVID, I represented UCLA to Governor Newsom's task force as far as return to training. I had a lot of cool opportunities that were going on and I was adding value and taking advantage of these opportunities, cataloging them and carrying myself in a way that I think was attractive to brands once they realized they could capture off the platforms of 18 to 22 year olds. And at these large firms, especially these large companies, 
There's a team of lawyers that are always apprehensive when working with new talent groups, understandably so. And I think I provided not only a safe bet as far as easing the concerns of working with people who may be inexperienced in the space, but also as far as being someone who could capture value on the talent production side and deliver that return on investment for brands. Wow. That, that's so you were, yeah, you were used to being on the big stage, 10,000 folks in this town and kind of the face of that town. And you were used to showing up and so, some folks can't handle that. You know, they can't handle that leadership role or all, all that pressure, but you seem to do quite well, but you've been working at this for years. It sounds like, and congrats on this upcoming, uh, your master's and you graduated in two and a half years at UCLA. That's while being a student athlete. <laughs> that's, right. That's, it, was, uh, it was a lot yeah. of work. <laughs> I remember the student athletes in my dorm who just, you would never see them just coming in and out. You know, there was always practice yeah. or study. You couldn't do it. There was nothing social or maybe eating a meal, but they just had built out schedules, you know? So yeah. that is amazing. Let me ask you a, a side question. Can, do you have to be an athlete to do this? Are there other non-athletes that could be in this or is it more of an athletic thing or how's that so as far as the term nio that's more Uh been reserved for athletes uh, of recent just because of legislation but Uh effectively all it is are on the branded side influencer campaigns and athletes have an influence in a platform because of who they are as a person and the excellence that they exude and whatever they do there's been for years campus influencers and people mm-hmm. who are ambassadors mm-hmm. for companies like the sororities a lot of time will represent brands like victoria's secret and there's folks on campus i remember my freshman year who were advertising and being ambassadors for hbo max trying to get people signed up for that so that's always been a thing people posting and utilizing mm-hmm. social media and their influence and their network for a brand's benefit in return for payment or some type of reward uh, this is just the first time in the past couple of years uh, with NIL that athletes have been able to capture on this value as well. Yeah, no, that that's so just the right timing. And to me, it's amazing because I, you know, you look at athletics and everybody thinks about this longevity, but so many folks get injured or, you know, I've been watching the series on the tour de France and, and, F1 and tennis and a, a simple injury or the next generation coming up and how you're, how you can be replaced pretty quickly. So, you know, the ability to get in there and then still have marketability or an image and, and you've started it. Like sometimes people have to get to some high level before their image really matters, but right. you've started this right out of the gate and you've just been working at it. So I mean, that's super commendable. So thank you. It just, it plus, yeah. Yeah. Plus just to interrupt, it, in addition, even the folks who go on to play 20 years, like Tom Brady, he's going to yeah. have to get a job. Like he's still continuing to develop his brand and right. the athletes and the athletes who do go pro and make all of this money. If they're able to build better spending habits and good financial health and wellness while they're still in college on scholarship, around other students who are at the same stage of this life, they can create a network and good spending habits to where they can preserve whatever wealth they create through their sport. 
No, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you hear a lot of notorious stories about the, um, athletes who just sort of ran out of everything. I don't want to, you know, the Dennis Rodman's mm. or people who had a bad agent or people who just sort of blew through that and figured the, the majority, good times would yeah. go on forever, but weren't really continuing to work in a disciplined way. So I tell you one of the commonalities, I mean, you're, you're an impressive guy, but what one of the, the one commonality I can think of is just with my business and my, my, pro- we are always working on the business, you know, on the processes. It's a really good, well-defined process. I've been doing it 25 years and working with second and third generation clients, but really since the pandemic, it's just been a constant endeavor to always make it better. You know, we were not going to just satisfy with the status quo. We always want to be one upping ourselves, you know, and just making it internally better. And sometimes that's just one to 3% improvement on a continuous basis. But do you, do you have a thought around that? Is that something you think about, or you're obviously doing it or maybe, maybe at an accelerated pace, but that's just one thing that came up for me uh, when I looked at really what, what you do for in general. Right. I mean, I think when, when you look at the NIL space, it's an excellent opportunity to practice small business ownership. And when you go through a deal, especially if you're self-represented like myself, you make contact with the brand you're working with. I do the pre-production. I create shot lists. I make sure the venue is good. I hire a filmographer or videographer. And then I go through the process of getting that edited and sending over the content for approval If it's not approved, making those edits. If it is, great. Setting up an LLC, sending an invoice, Mm -hmm. and ending up paying taxes. These are these are the the habits that are needed to be a successful entrepreneur and successful business owner. And to be able to do that while I'm 22 has been a huge blessing. That's great. So you've got this entrepreneurial experience. You're getting it while you're in college, while you're in your master's. And, you know, you've, you've got a pretty good business going, right? I mean, you have to, like in my business, you know, my acumen with the technicals on wealth management, it's, it's somewhat assumed, but a lot of times it's about marketing or, or even take a dentist, you know, it could be their doctor, the greatest ever, but if they don't have their practice down, they might not be anywhere nearly as successful as someone who does. So you brought up an interesting point, though. I, I actually had a, a client who attended the event. Uh, he's a former CPA. There's a couple things you mentioned in there. He 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 said to ask Chase. I suppose uh, someone could build a practice on, you know, maximizing and preserving nil wealth. Would that be a good idea? And, and then he also stressed, which you mentioned, you pay your taxes. You know, guidance must be given so you don't get in trouble with the IRS and the states, which could easily happen couple questions thrown in there but i just thought i'd put that out there yeah definitely i I think it's important for anyone in the space to have expertise around them i'm self-represented but i'm not alone in this process by any means luckily i i was able to to make enough over the past year to to need to seek out this expertise and get an accountant to help me do my taxes i think it's important for everyone who's having success in the space in order to maximize the learning opportunity to also figure out what types of people you need on your team around you to help you with your wealth building. And 
I think for some different models may work if they want a wealth manager or something like that, then I see nothing wrong with expertise. Uh, from, from my point of view, uh, I'm not at the point where that's my priority, but mm-hmm. I think every single person in any industry who's having success, especially when they're new to it, there's no reason not to source some sort of expertise around you. No, hundred percent. And that's, and a, you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, so you you definitely want a really good tax accountant, you know, and you want to pay your taxes. And, right. you know, with these athletes now, I think California might have been the place where they originated this, but um, not sure if you run into it. But, you know, when they travel around and Tom Brady, you know, if he plays in different states, they have to attribute their income to all these different states. It's a pretty complicated return. Did you yeah, have anything the, like the that? Because your response. Okay, is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's called the doc text. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely, uh, I'm always asked where I'd want to play uh, in the NFL. And I say somewhere where, somewhere where there's no state income tax. Just so happens that Texas yeah. is my home state. So that would be nice. Okay. But, um, but for, for NIL, it's a little bit different just because it's not considered pay for play. So, in the next three to five years, revenue share will probably be the standard where athletes mm-hmm. will be getting a percentage of, of TV rights deals and whatever money is made in the college athlete industry. But for now, the jock tax doesn't apply. Okay. Okay. So that's good. But you you maybe have an out with we, – we do an awful lot of business in Texas too, so I'm always running into – no income tax, but obviously California is a whole lot different, <laughs> but um, lot different. yeah. Wow. What, so what are there some next big frontiers for you? You're about to graduate with this master's and then, or are yes. you just going to keep doing what you're doing or what's, what's, what's next on your, uh, your list here. <laughs> yes. So it's an exciting time. Um, I have two more years of eligibility. I'll be back with the Bruins this fall. Yeah. Uh, this fall I'll also start a master's in legal studies and I'll focus on entertainment law. And I'm doing that because I'm actually in range, in office at range media right now where I'm an athlete creator in residence. So with that title, uh, I work directly with the range sports team wow. where I'm consulting on the name image and likeness front and just the general sports related content. And I'm also gaining access to the film and TV department and the music department where I have aspirations and I believe a, a good foundation for getting into the talent production space uh, as an actor and voiceover actor, as well as a producer of film and TV. It's a world that I've always loved. Uh, whenever I'm not doing football or school or music mm-hmm. or NIL, I'm, I'm watching film and TV. And so uh, I think I'm broadening my scope of my content cre- creation range from just branded partnerships, which I still value very much, but also expanding to more traditional Hollywood talent and production avenues. And then I'm also a fellow at the UC Investment Office, where mm. I'm learning how to institutionally invest. And pretty soon I'll be getting into LPing for VCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and furthering and broadening my range as far as being an investor. That's amazing. Yeah, we we actually bring a lot of that institutional 
type style to to folks that we deal with as well. So you are into so much stuff. That's amazing. And you're right here in Los Angeles. So the heart of entertainment with probably a lot of great contacts. That is, and I know you like music, right? You like to produce music or do you create yes. music? Or, so, okay. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite hobbies. I grew up playing the violin and it's been oh. a way for me to stay in touch with, with creating music. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's interesting. What else, what, what advice would you have to folks who are, look, I have a son, he's 20 years old. He's a student at, you know, UC Santa Cruz. Uh, okay. He produces a lot of music and I. Um, That's awesome. Well, I mean, I, yeah. After this interview, connect us. I, I'd love to yeah, collaborate. I will. I told him your, your story. And uh, it's funny. I bumped into one of his friends the other day and uh, at home and they said, Oh, Hey, how's James doing? I, his Instagram is popping. So which is sort of to me like what language, but I, I got the That's message. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, I'll we'll connect you guys. UC, yeah. We'll do a yeah. UC crossover. I think on the music front, that'd be, that'd be really cool. He was a cross country runner, but um, okay, wow. Anything else? What, were there any big mistake or big, huge lessons you learned along the process? You wanted to caution folks or just upon reflection, thought worth sharing yeah i think less about uh caution but but more in a proactive sense content is so important and when you receive opportunities you receive deals don't be afraid to spend 10 percent or 20 percent out of that deal on your production to make the production better because depending on how good your production is you'll generate more return on investment and with more return on investment, that brand will want to continue working with you and other brands will want to step in and try out a, a campaign with you as well. So don't be afraid to, to push the envelope as far as your content creation. And also with the content, be authentic to yourself. The best story you can tell is your own, because if there's a brand who's willing to work with you or wants to work with you and people who think your Instagram is popping and, and want to tune in is <laughs> because you're being yourself and it's the easiest way to create content because you don't have to manufacture anything. You just capture what you're about and it makes it really easy for you to stay on brand because you are your own brand. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's, um, it's, it's sometimes hard for people to figure out how to just be themselves and that that's what people actually want their authentic selves. You know, we're too busy trying to be uh, what somebody else or what we think something else wants. So that, that's right. a huge message there. <laughs> and you figured it out early, which is, which is great, but it just don't, sounds like you had a lot of opportunities, but you weren't afraid to go for them and you've got a process and you work at it and you've had a lot of success. So that is super exciting. As we kind of start to wrap up a little bit, what else? I mean, are there any other salient points or things you'd like to share or things maybe I didn't ask? I'd love to hear any other thoughts. And I, I know you have a lot. This has just been incredibly valuable for our listeners and getting some insight and really psyched you you came on the show. Yeah, I mean, I'd say to, to your listeners, NIO is really just the first domino. Revenue share is on its way, and there are, you know, folks in the Senate who are fighting hard. There, there are folks in third parties who are fighting hard for athlete rights, and it's only a matter of time before the college sports landscape is changed forever. And for those who are well prepared and developing expertise of services 
and a suite of tools for athletes to utilize, they'll be positioned in a way to capture a lot of the value that comes out of this sort of reimagining of college sports dynamics. That's amazing. Yeah, you're getting to share in this equity because we know there's, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars being made in television rights and things like that. You, right. you know, you're the stars, you're putting yourself at risk, you're doing the work or right. a large share of it. So deserve some compensation. So that is just so exciting. I really appreciate you taking the time to come out to our client event and, um, and you being here and sharing this and let's stay in touch. This is great. I'm going to be following you. What's the best way for people to follow you to, to learn more about you? What, yes. what do you suggest? So, so I'm on LinkedIn, uh, just okay. my name, Chase Griffin. And yep. then I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Chase QB 11. Okay, cool. And anything, anything else, and we can put this in the show notes, but those are, those are the primary best ways to, to reach you or to follow you, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. A hundred percent. Well, good. It's uh, it's a Friday in June here. Um, getting ready to launch into a weekend. You got any exciting plans for the weekend or just uh, you're getting ready to graduate, right? With your yeah, master's, I'm very so. excited. I, I, I'm, I'm walking tomorrow, uh, getting Congrats. my master's. I'm, I'm seeing my family. And then I was actually invited next week to speak on a panel talking about athlete rights in Cannes at Cannes Lions. So I'll, I'll be flying to France on Sunday. So oh that, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, that'll be fun. Wow. Well, that speaks so well that you made time the day before you walked to, to speak with us in the afternoon. We really appreciate it. We're, we're now heard in 103 countries. So it's kind of amazing when we started the podcast, wow. you know, I just, and every single state, big time in Texas, California, everywhere. Yeah. So really appreciate it. And it's been great getting to know you and we'll stay in touch and thanks and have a great weekend. Congrats again on your, um, your graduation and I uh, hope you have safe travels to con that. That's just amazing. So thank you. Thank Chase. you so much. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Excellent. Make it a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.